Live around the globe, it's time for Rudy Max's World on the SSI Radio Network. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bare man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. Get on the phone now and call 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. And now, the savvy traveler himself, Rudy Maxa. Welcome aboard. Well, I say so much for relying on a groundhog to predict the weather. The upper Midwest and Northeast were slammed by snowstorms this past week, causing massive flight delays, stranding passengers everywhere. Now, from where I sit in our new studios, new studios in downtown Minneapolis, uh, I can see snow all around me. So much for Punxsutawney Phil's prediction on February 2nd that an early spring was in the offing. You know, I've been welcoming an unusual number of new stations to the Rudy Max's World family lately, and I'm pleased to welcome three more this weekend. I'll introduce you to two of them now in the second hour of the third. WBCF News Talk 97, the talk of North Alabama, begins broadcasting show on Sundays, 8 to 10 p.m. The station serves, among other towns, Alabama's Quad Cities. That's Florence, Muscle Shoals, Sheffield, and Tuscumbia. Now, each of these four cities is known for its contribution to the American music scene. Florence is home to the W.C. Handy Home and Museum, dedicated uh, to Handy, known as the father of the blues. He was born in a log cabin there. The music studio of Muscle Shoals, which I have visited, have brought us the work of, among others, listen to this lineup, Bob Dylan, Paul Simon, Aretha Franklin, Wilson Pickett, Otis Redding, Roy Orbison, and the Rolling Stones. Tuscumbia, the home of Helen Keller, also boasts the Alabama Music Hall of Fame. And Sheffield, birthplace of actor and former Senator Fred Thompson, is also the hometown of country soul pioneer Arthur Alexander. So I extend a warm welcome to the listeners of WBCF News Talk 97. And then in the Pacific Northwest, I'd like to say hello to the listeners of AM 1240 KGY, serving Washington State's capital, Washington State's capital, excuse me, of Olympia on the southern edge of Puget Sound. Evergreen State College is in Olympia, and Kurt Cobain wrote most of Nirvana's Nevermind album while living in an apartment on Pear Street in Olympia. KGY, KGY is Olympia's news, sports, and music station, and it serves Thurston County and the towns of Lacey and Tumwater. So a big shout-out to new listeners in the Olympia region, who can now hear Rudy Max's World Saturdays from 5 to 7. You know, we do, we do this show live from 9 to 11 East, excuse me, 10 to 12 East Coast time, live. But many of our stations time shifted to later in Saturday or even to Sunday. No problem with me. Try to keep as current as we can. All right, coming up this hour, we'll celebrate the unsung destinations with writer Unsung Destinations, places where it's not too crowded. We're, Tom Swick will join us. Um, he says there are plenty of places on Earth worth visiting that aren't, aren't overrun with tourists. George Hobica from Airfare Watchdog reveals what airline safety demonstrations don't tell you. And if you're a car aficionado, you want to hear about the catalog that Dennis Burnside has complete, compiled of sites in Europe where automotive history has been and is still being made. He'll have a few suggestions of iconic places to visit. Plus, he'll have a couple deals of the week at the end of their hour as usual. But first, let's take a quick look at this week's news and travel. Well, the cruise industry isn't enjoying the best of times lately. Royal Caribbean said its ship called the Vision of the Seas pulled into port Friday in Florida with 108 people suffering from gastrointestinal illness believed to be a norovirus. In December, some 194 passengers and 11 crew members aboard the Queen Mary II were sickened and suffered from vomiting and diarrhea. Last year, there were 16 such outbreaks on cruise ships, reported the U.S. Center for Disease Control, two more than in 2011. Cruise lines must report such outbreaks when more than 2% of those aboard develop a gastrointestinal illness. The Transportation Security Administration this week announced new rules regarding what passengers can bring aboard commercial flights. That news wasn't greeted with enthusiasm in some quarters. Under rules that will go into effect April 25th, passengers will now be able to carry aboard planes retractable knives with blades shorter than 2.4 inches and narrower than a 
1.5 inches at the widest point. Also, certain bats and sporting sticks, such as lacrosse, hockey, and billiard sticks, as well as ski poles, and up to two golf clubs can be brought aboard in carry-on bags. TSA Administrator John Pistoli said the new rules were meant to comply with European Union rules, as well as a cut down on delays at TSA security checkpoints at airports. A TSA statement said the rules will allow TSA officers to better focus on finding higher threat items, such as explosives. Well, we're joined by a spokeswoman for the um, American Association of Flight Attendants. Uh, well, American Flight Attendants Association. How did, did I get it right, Sarah? I'm sorry. <laughs> the, it's the Association AFA. of Flight Attendants. All right. And, Sarah, your group uh, is adamantly opposed to this change, isn't it? Absolutely. We represent flight attendants at 20 different airlines, 60,000 flight attendants, but we're also part of a flight attendant union coalition that represents 90,000 flight attendants uh, across the industry. And we are adamantly opposed. I, it, flight attendants are absolutely united on this. Uh, knives do not belong on board our aircraft. Now, this, this getting in, conforming with the European Union's rules, how important is that? Well, you know, I think that that is incredible. It's bogus. Um, U.S. aviation is the safest in the world. We are the leaders on safety. Since when does uh, does our country follow Europe's lead on this? And you know, and and the thing that is really the most important here is that September 11th happened on U.S. soil. It didn't happen in Europe. These uh, regulations are in place because of what happened on September 11th. That was caused with blades that were smaller than what they're talking about having uh, allowing passengers to carry on now. The, the other, another point that you, your organization, the Association of Flight Attendants, has brought up, we're talking with Sarah Nelson. She's the International Vice President of uh, the Association of Flight Attendants. Um, they are adamantly opposed to the relaxation later in April of rules regarding what folks can bring onto airplanes and their carry-on luggage. There's a point you made that I think is quite valid, which is that planes are more crowded than usual. That can often lead to fraying of tempers, not only on passengers' sides, but also on flight attendants' sides. And there are, I mean, how many sort of ugly outbreaks are there? Is there one a day, do you suppose, in the skies over North America, or are there ten? <laughs> you know, uh, disturbances happen every day, and, you know, I, I, I'm not really willing to quantify that, but um, it, flight attendants every single day act as first responders in the last line of defense on board our aircraft, and we deal with passenger disturbances every day where we're able to de-escalate those issues or direct passengers to help us contain them. And if you introduce weapons into that scenario, that makes our job harder, and it makes the traveling public less safe. End of story. We often have a pilot on the show. In fact, he's going to be on the second hour to talk about this. His name is Patrick Smith. He writes a fairly popular column called Ask the Pilot, uh, or excuse me, runs a website called AskThePilot.com. And he argues that uh, small knives are no more dangerous than, say, cracking a piece of crockery from first class in half or using a pen or a pencil in someone's eye or throat. How do you answer that one? Well, you know, that's easy for somebody to say who sits behind a steel door, okay? Yes, so what we're talking about is the millions of passengers who are on our planes and the flight attendants who are charged with the safety, health, and security of those passengers who are in our care. And uh, so I, I'm not necessarily really interested in what he has to say um, because this doesn't uh, directly uh, affect him, apparently. Um, and... Uh, uh, so it, it really doesn't matter to me. The reality is we see what happens on board the aircraft. We see what we deal with on a daily basis. And you're right. Our planes are fuller than ever, uh, you know, um, and uh, there are less staffing of flight attendants. And uh, we deal with these issues, I would say, quite well, actually. Um, but we don't need to make our jobs any harder. 
Sarah, I want you, before we're running out of time, so I want you to give the website where you are, you have asked the public to sign a petition um, in we favor have, of your point we of have. view. Where no is knives, No knives on planes.com. No knives on planes.com. Go there and sign the petition to the White House to get them to reverse this. 76% of Americans agree with us, according to the Wall Street Journal today. Sarah Nelson is the International Vice President of the Association for Flight Attendants. I thank you for joining me this weekend. Sarah, I appreciate your taking the time. Thank you so much. Take care. Oop. We'll be right back in a minute, and we're going to look at sort of destinations you might never have thought of for traveling. To participate in the program and speak with Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025 or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. With over a million products, Granger's your one-stop shop to help keep your facility running. And no one has more of the best brands. Like Fluke, Granger has an enormous selection of Fluke testing tools, including the VTO2 visual thermometer, a breakthrough in temperature measurement, the brands you want, the products you need, the good-looking radio guy you love to hear. Okay, I added that part. Buy your supplies smarter. Call, visit a branch, or click Granger.com slash Fluke today. Granger for the ones who get it done. If you have gout and think a few attacks a year are all you have to worry about, think again. Fact is, gout can attack silently, even between flares. You may not feel it, but gout's root cause, high uric acid, can allow crystals to continuously form and build up in your joints. Over time, this may lead to attacks in other joints, constant pain, and joint destruction. So don't wait. Get more information at goutinfo.com and talk with your doctor about ways to keep your uric acid at a lower, healthy level. Ladies, are any of these symptoms familiar? Weight gain, hot flashes, rapid heartbeat, night sweats? How about fatigue, nausea, low energy? Or what about sleeplessness, low libido, and fat storage, especially around the belly area? If you're a woman over 40 experiencing any of these symptoms, you probably have hormonal imbalance. And until you balance your hormones, it'll be practically impossible to get rid of these problems. But you're in luck because Ambrin is the all-natural formula clinically shown to cause sustained weight loss in women over 40 with no big change in lifestyle. Ambrin restores hormonal balance in women over 40, so the extra pounds fall away and the other symptoms simply disappear. To receive a complimentary risk-free trial with a free 30-day supply, just be one of the first 50 callers right now at 1-800-525-2563. Free supplies are limited, so be one of the first callers right now at 1-800-525-2563. That's 1-800-525-2563. To join Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025. You can email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Maxa's World. It's 18 minutes after the hour. Welcome back to Rudy Maxa's World, America's most most widely syndicated radio travel show. Nice to have you here. Journalist Tom Swick's been on the show before, and he's always got an interesting thing to talk about. And he wrote me the other day, and he's written a piece called A Way to See the World from Texas to Transylvania with a Maverick Traveler. Now, is this an article, Tom, or is this a book? That's my book. That's my oh, book. that's your and is it out right now? It's been out for a while, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, good. Let's promote it one more time. But, <laughs> but, but, but you want you and I talked about you. You mentioned you talking about some unsung destinations, places that people don't think about that might be less crowded and might be as interesting as uh, as uh, more popular destinations. Right, and you know, I was inspired more recently by a book I, I reviewed, and it's called Overbooked: The Exploding Business of Travel and Tourism, and it's by Elizabeth Becker, who was a 
reporter for many years for the New York Times, and she went around the world really reporting on the business of, of travel. And she paints some rather sobering portraits of places, you know, big tourist destinations that are really kind of getting overrun. And while I was reading it, I was thinking, you know, there's a there's an individual solution to this, and, and that is really to, to go to places where a lot of tourists don't go. And, you know, as the subtitle of my book suggests, I've been doing that for quite a while. The, the, a Way to See the World is subtitled From Texas to Transylvania with a Maverick Traveler. Um, and I've just, I've always been a big fan of unsung places. I, um, I grew up in New Jersey. Well, that probably gives me a <laughs> <laughs> not that New Jersey isn't beautiful in many parts. It's just that darn not thing a big along 95. Destination. Well, um, it's, that, it's that stretch on 95 going in, into and out of New York City that gives it a bad name. Exactly, exactly. But, you know, I, I, after college, I thought I wanted to be a travel writer, and I went to France because I thought I should learn another language. And I spent seven months in Aix-en-Provence. I'm sure you've been there. It's, yes, sir. It's a go- gorgeous city in, in fabled Provence. Um, and I was in a language school with foreign students um, from all over the world. And then when school ended in June, I... I didn't want to come home because my French was just on the cusp of, of getting fluent. So I went to Alsace in the northeastern part of France and found a job on a farm. And that experience was so much more rewarding than the seven months I spent in Provence. Obviously, a large part of that was because of the experience. I was not, no longer a foreign student. I was actually a working farmhand. But it was also being in a place that not a lot of tourists went to. I mean, Kutzenhus and Alsace was where I spent my time, and, and and I was a novelty. People kind of, you know, the American, you know, and, and sure. it was it was just a great experience, and I've kind of tried to replicate that in my travels since then. So, if you were going to France, let, well, I guess I guess for a first-time visitor to France, you got to go to Paris, right? Yes, yes. I mean, okay. and, and that's the most convenient place to fly into. Of but, course. you know, even in a, you know, in this book where she talks about some of the the problems caused by tourism, big cities never fe- factor in because you know they, they're big enough to to swallow hordes of tourists. Um, what? But even in a city like Paris, though, you can easily get away from the crowds of tourists because they tend to you know go to the same places. I my perfect example in Paris is you know right near the Latin Quarter, which everybody goes to see, is this wonderful neighborhood of Saint-Sulpice. There's a, the oh, Place yes. Saint-Sulpice, there's a wonderful church there. And I just, I love roaming around that little neighborhood. And it's, as they say, it's just a short walk from the, the Quartier Latin, but it's, it's not as crowded, much more French, and you get more of an experience of being in the place. My guest is journalist Tom Swick. His book is called a way to see the world from Texas to Transylvania with a maverick traveler. All right, so we've established you're going to France for the first time. You're going to fly into Paris, probably spend a few days or maybe even spend a week there. So for the third or fourth time visitor to France, uh, do you suggest going to a town no one's ever heard of, like the place where you worked on a farm and just hang out for a couple of days or nearby there anyway? Yeah, I mean, just uh, pick a pick a province. Yeah, well, France, we're going to talk about France. France is an amazing country because <clears throat> the provinces are so different. I mean, if you spend a week in Brittany <clears throat> and then a week in in Alsace, it's right. like two different countries. Sure. Uh, the food's different. The, the customs are different. The accents, even the language. I mean, the people I worked with in, in Alsace all spoke Alsatian. 
Um, So, you know, just getting into these these smaller towns, the smaller places, and seeing how the the people live. Um, It's it's easy to do, that's the thing. In this book, uh, Elizabeth Becker mentions the city of Bordeaux, which I have never been to, but she says it's it's kind of a, a poster child for the 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 benefits of tourism because they actively tried to they started trying to attract tourists and in in the process they they made the city much more pleasant for the residents you know they took down a lot of the warehouses along the river and it's it's become apparently a really wonderful city to both visit and to live in I haven't been there in 10 years but it was pleasant 10 years ago okay we've talked about um, a, a way to approach now, now are there some places that if you were at a cocktail party this evening and someone said, well, Tom, I, okay, so where should I look? I mean, I, I think of something like Uruguay, for example, that I've been high on the last few years. Uruguay or even Paraguay. Um, even Paraguay. I went to, I went to Paraguay uh, probably about 12 years ago. I was the editor of the Sun Sentinel. Uh, I was the travel editor of the South Florida Sun Sentinel. And freelancers would send me stories all the time, and nobody ever sent me a story about Paraguay. <laughs> That's, I, don't, you know, I don't remember reading one myself, no. Right. And so I, I went, I said, I'm going to go and see what's going on down there. And like every place, you find something interesting. In Paraguay, it was harps. Um, you harps. walk around the film and you see harp shops. And this is a, this is a legacy of the, the missionaries who came and taught the local people uh, to play classical instruments and music. And for some reason, the Paraguayans really took to the harp, and it's it's really a part of their culture there. So, you know, this is this is the other thing of going to these places that aren't written about too much. That sense of discovery, you know, you learn things that nobody nobody really has has told you about. And how important is it to speak the language, Spanish, if you're in Paraguay, or French, uh, Paraguay, or, or French, and obviously in France. Very important. Um, mm. Of course, as Americans, we have a great advantage as travelers because. You know, a lot of the world now speaks English, and a lot of that population that doesn't speak English wants to speak English. So right. you can go places. I was in Vietnam in 94 when there weren't too many tourists yet, especially English-speaking. They're mostly French tourists. And I would be sitting on a bench by myself, and, and young students would come up to me, and they'd say, Are you American? Say yeah. They say, "Can we practice our English?" Oh, right, right. And right. you know, when you're a travel writer, or really any kind of traveler, that's that's just the experience you want. And then you just go and and to a cafe and just talk and and learn about their life. And then it's interesting to hear what questions they have to you about your life. We have about two minutes to be together. Paraguay. Uh, I suggested Uruguay. Um, a couple other places you might direct folks? Well, you know, the, the United States is full of unsung places. Um, pretty much the whole flyover country, which I think is a, is a horrible term. But, um, you know, I love traveling in the Midwest. Um, I think Iowa is a fantastic state, full of bits of Americana. Uh, they have a national hobo convention every June in Brit, Iowa. Just down the road is the is the um, ball, surf ballroom where Buddy Holly had his final concert. Um, there's the Field of Dreams in Dyersville. It's it, you know you can really go to any American state, fly in, rent a car, and drive around and just be amazed at what you what you discover. Um, yeah, I mean I live in Florida, and you know people come to Orlando or Key West, but there there are 
wonderful little towns like Tarpon Springs, which is a sponge diving center full of Greek immigrants. And, um, you know, it's just getting off the, away from the, the main uh, tourist drags and finding out what, what, what else is there. Oh, looking for the authentic. I lived many, many years in Washington, D.C., in the eastern shore of Maryland. It was only an hour and a half drive away, and there were people on an island called Oxford who still spoke with English accents. I don't know I've if there's any remaining. I've heard about that. Yeah, I don't I've know heard of that place, yeah. And they made their living fishing in the bay, and I live now in Minnesota, and to drive north toward Duluth and up along the Canadian border, fascinating places. I think, uh, I think you're absolutely right, Tom. Once you've done some of the major places... Go go for the authentic and just go hang, and uh, you'll probably learn a lot more. Right. Yeah, it's also a question of time, too. You know, I went to Bruges, sure. Belgium, which is a big uh, tourist destination, and yep. I stayed the night. I spent the night, and at night, all the all the tour buses leave, and and oh. it's like you, the residents get the city back. So you see a, a completely different city when you spend more time. Excellent point. Tom Swick's book, Pick It Up, is a way to see the world from Texas to Transylvania with a Maverick Traveler. Tom is our Maverick Traveler. Tom Swick, thanks so much for stopping by today. Thanks, Rudy. We'll be right back. Stick around. Rudy Max's world is coming right back. So get on the phone now at 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. You can also enjoy the program anytime at RudyMaxa.com. With an industry-leading distribution network, Granger can save you tons of downtime by offering over 900,000 products, many ready to ship right when you need them. In fact, 99% of items ordered ship same day. So fast, the International Acronym Committee is considering changing ASAP to ASAG for as soon as Granger. At least they would be considering it if there were such a committee. To help keep your business running efficiently, call clickgranger.com or stop by a branch today. Granger for the ones who get it done. If you have gout, listen closely. That's the sound of gout silently attacking joints between flares. You won't hear it and you may not feel it, but if your uric acid level remains high, crystals can continue to build up in your joints. Over time, this may lead to attacks in other joints, constant pain, and joint destruction. So don't wait. For more information, go to goutinfo.com and talk with your doctor about ways to keep your uric acid at a lower, healthy level. To participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. You know, as a travel writer, if an editor called up and said, hey, Rudy, why don't you do a piece on flight safety announcements on airplanes, I'd go, well, that's going to be a short piece. and Nobody listens to those any, anymore. Well, George Hobica came at it in a fascinating piece. Uh, called what, what They Don't Tell You About Those Safety Announcements. This piece is even more than that. Uh, George Hobica, of course, is the curator of airfarewatchdog.com, and if you're looking for inexpensive airfares somewhere, you want to go to airfarewatchdog.com and register so you can be notified. George, welcome to the show. Hey, Rudy. Okay, so before we talk about some of the little arcane tidbits that you discovered, you found out that British Airways uh, runs a program in which you can actually go down the slide and, and learn everything you wanted to know about evacuation procedures and, and other safety procedures on airplanes. Where is yeah, that offered? In London? 
It's, it's offered in London uh, near their uh, base at Heathrow, and it's, it is quite fascinating. I believe they were asked to do this several years ago by uh, corporations who wanted to keep their travelers extra, extra safe, especially people in the oil industry, it seems. I guess people in the oil industry deal with unsafe conditions all the time, and they're a little bit more cautious. Okay, I think that's just fascinating. I guess it's open to the public, I, I suppose, right? Yes, it is. It, uh, it's not very expensive. It costs a couple hundred pounds, and you can. it's a great uh, day out for your, your group uh, if you want to have some kind of uh, away-from-the-office activity, and uh, I think at the minimum is about 10 people. Okay. Let's go through some of the tidbits you mentioned. For example, you talk about the brace position and how you shouldn't interlace your fingers when you're leaning over and grabbing your knees. You say in the uh, in those handy seat back in front of you guides, you'll notice the fingers aren't interlaced. That's for a reason. There's a reason those tracking lights along the floor to lead you in a smoky environment to uh, an emergency exit are red and not green. Tell us about some of those tidbits. I, I found it a fascinating article. Yeah, I did too, actually. I, I thought, not the article, but actually the training. Yeah, <laughs> nobody ever looks at those uh, seatback uh, safety cards, but you'll notice that the brace position, the, you have one hand over the other, and it was explained to us that if, uh, in a crash, the, something could fall on your hands, uh, incapacitating them uh, from, from above, and you wouldn't be able to unbuckle your seatbelt. So the idea ah. is to put put your strong hand under your weaker hand. If you're right-handed, you put your uh, right hand on top of your head, and then you put your left hand on top of your head to protect it so that you won't have broken fingers and you'll be able to get out of your seat quicker. Who knew? And the red light shows up better than green light in a smoky cabin. What I was fascinated by was those life vests underneath your seat that some people take them, passengers take them? What the heck for? It isn't it as a souvenir? There's so many geeks out there who oh want to, you know, it, it's illegal and it's also a very vile practice. And unfortunately, the airlines only have time to check the safety vests uh, once a day when the plane, you know, kind of leaves the hangar, and they don't check between, between flights. And you, it's possible that there wouldn't be any safety vest under your seat. So do check to see to make sure it's there. Unfortunately, I think they might uh, delay the flight if, in fact, uh, a vest was missing. So think about that too and you you say why not fly backwards you you put that question to some of the folks in the, that you were talking to there and what because uh, obviously um, if you're bracing for a crash um, if your back has got that big support it's better than you lurching forward and hitting your head on the seat in front of you why aren't all the seats backwards well the answer they gave me the two safety instructors was that people don't like to sit backwards of course uh, on British Airways in their uh, business class section, half the seats do seat backwards. But right. very interesting. It was very interesting because some of the comments on the on the article where it appeared, it appeared on the Air for Watchdog. Where unfortunately we don't have comments, but also it was on Yahoo and and um, other uh, outlets like Fox News and Huffington Post. Uh, a couple of people commented that the the force in a in a, a crash, actually your body would be too strong for the the seat uh, anchors. So that actually it's uh, not a good idea uh, to have them uh, facing backwards because you would probably rip your seat off of its uh, anchors on the floor. So that's probably the real reason why we don't sit backwards. All right. What are touch drills and muscle memory? What does that mean? Oh, that, that was fascinating, too. I didn't realize this, but uh, pilots, when they're waiting to take off, actually go through possible scenarios that might uh, 
cause the flight to have a problem. In other words, they might touch different controls. Let's say um, that they don't have enough lift or something. They would actually go through the motions of touching the controls, the buttons, to, um, to make sure that they could fix the problem quicker. So our instructor suggested, and this, this sounds really weird, that you actually unbuckle your seatbelt while you're waiting for takeoff three or four times and buckle it again. Not because you don't know how it works, but apparently people panic when there's a, a problem and they think they're in their cars and they reach to press a button on the side of their seat and they wonder why it doesn't work. It, it sounds unbelievable, wow. but it actually happened in, in a, a crash that um, was well publicized where people uh, were found still strapped to their seats dead because they... <laughs> They, um, they panicked, and they didn't know how to unbuck unbuckle their seatbelts. So it's, pretty, it's pretty crazy. So safety instructors suggested you maybe buckle and unbuckle your safety belt three or four times before you take off just to get that muscle memory, Ex so to speak. Exactly, exactly, to, to know exactly. And this may sound very uh, anal and arcane and, and over the top, but every second counts in an emergency situation. Well said. This is a fascinating piece. As, uh, as you just heard, you can find it at Huffington Post, also in Yahoo Travel section. Thank you so much, Mr. AirfareWatchdog.com. George Hoboga, for joining us. That's a pleasure, Woody. You're listening to Rudy Max's World. We'll be back right after these commercial messages. Call now to talk to Rudy Maxa at 800-387-8025. You can also email the show anytime at info at rudymaxa.com. Attention men, if you're urinating more often or waking at night to urinate, we want to send you a free bottle of Beta Prostate. Beta Prostate is our best-selling supplement made with a natural ingredient that supports healthy urine flow and more complete bladder emptying. It's also been shown to reduce waking at night from the urge to urinate. To find out how to get your free bottle, just call 800-466-5523. Since Beta Prostate debuted, our warehouse has shipped over 2 million bottles. But there are still men who have yet to discover this amazing supplement. That's why for a limited time, you can try a full 30-day supply of Beta Prostate free. You only pay shipping and handling. This free Beta Prostate giveaway is only available while supplies last. And once it's gone, it's gone. Just call 800-466-5523. That's 800-466-5523. Call 800-466-5523. If you have gout and think a few attacks a year are all you have to worry about, think again. Fact is, gout can attack silently, even between flares. You may not feel it, but gout's root cause, high uric acid, can allow crystals to continuously form and build up in your joints. Over time, this may lead to attacks in other joints constant pain, and joint destruction. So don't wait. Get more information at goutinfo.com and talk with your doctor about ways to keep your uric acid at a lower, healthy level. With over a million products, Granger's your one-stop shop to help keep your facility running. And no one has more of the best brands. Like Fluke, Granger has an enormous selection of Fluke testing tools, including the VTO2 visual thermometer, a breakthrough in temperature measurement. The brands you want, the products you need, the good-looking radio guy you love to hear. Okay, I added that part. Buy your supplies smarter. Call, visit a branch, or click Granger.com slash fluke today. Granger for the ones who get it done. Ladies, are any of these symptoms familiar? Weight gain, hot flashes, rapid heartbeat, night sweats? How about fatigue, nausea, low energy? 
Or what about sleeplessness, low libido, and fat storage, especially around the belly area? If you're a woman over 40 experiencing any of these symptoms, you probably have hormonal imbalance. And until you balance your hormones, it'll be practically impossible to get rid of these problems. But you're in luck because Ambrin is the all-natural formula clinically shown to cause sustained weight loss in women over 40 with no big change in lifestyle. Ambrin restores hormonal balance in women over 40, so the extra pounds fall away and the other symptoms simply disappear. To receive a complimentary risk-free trial with a free 30-day supply, just be one of the first 50 callers right now at 1-800-525-2563. Free supplies are limited, so be one of the first callers right now at 1-800-525-2563. That's 1-800-525-2563. Got a question or comment? Need advice? Jump on board now by calling the show at 800-387-8025 or visit the show anytime at RudyMaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Maxa's World. It's 43 minutes after the hour. You're in Rudy Maxa's World. I'm your genial host, Rudy Maxa. Uh, Dennis Burnside is a technical writer who lives in Kittery Point, Maine. Just that name sounds great. He's been published in Car and Driver, and he is a car aficionado, and I mean aficionado. Um, and cars fascinate a lot of Americans. Some people travel to Italy just to go to Modeno, which is the home of Ferrari. Dennis has scoured Europe to identify places historically important in the development of the automobile and transportation. And uh, he's got a CD that uh, is constantly changing, covers about a 1,000 sites in Europe. And, of course, he covers factories of famous brands such as BMW, Ferrari, Mercedes, Porsche, VW, and Audi. But he also has a fondness for the people associated with the cars, where they lived, worked, and died. Dennis, I know you have done voluminous research, but if you were going to suggest three places for a car aficionado to visit in Europe, to begin with at least, where would you pick? And, and by the way, would the non-car enthusiast who might be accompanying that car person also enjoy the trip? Hi, Rudy. Thanks so much for having me on. Uh, first place I'd start in Italy, anyway, is in Modena. Besides Ferraris, it's famous for its cheese, tiles, uh, Lambrusco, Prosecco uh, ham, gelato, balsamic vinegar, and Luciano Pavarotti. Yeah. Uh, so there's a lot to see and do and eat and drink around Modena besides automobiles. Okay, but when it does come to cars, what's there? Well, it's well known as the birthplace of Enzo Ferrari. Uh, while it's tough to visit his factory, unless you have a Ferrari... Then they'll let you in, maybe. Uh, you can visit his birthplace, which is now a brand-new museum. You can visit a favorite Lambrusco vineyard where he liked to get his wine. Uh, check out where his mistress of 40 years lived and, and dined. <laughs> and take in the large auto museum in Maranello. And if you've got the time and money, you can uh, get a car, and they'll uh, show you how to drive around their racetrack. Get a car being a Ferrari? Right. It's wow. not free, but they, they're available. Wow, that's cool. Uh, if you're a Lamborghini or a Maserati fan, you can visit Volkswagen's Lamborghini uh, factory. It's out in the farmland about 15 miles east of Modena. And uh, Maserati factory is in Modena. Wow, Modena is the place. All right, give me a second choice. Second choice is uh, Monaco and the French Riviera, mainly because I like sunshine, great fish dishes, and I like James Bond. As you know, James Bond spent spent a little bit of time at the casino in Monte Carlo, uh, like in the GoldenEye movie. And uh, the areas attracted Formula One drivers like Jackie X, Gildas Villeneuve, and Atron Senna. They've all lived there, probably avoiding taxes. 
Right. The best time to visit is is during the Monaco Grand Prix in late May, but of course that's stuff to, you know, it's expensive and stuff to get in there then. But you're welcome to lose money at the opulent casino there anytime. Exactly. I'm actually we're actually going to do a remote broadcast from the Grand Prix in Monte Carlo this uh, late May. So you'll have to tune in. <laughs> Wish I was there. <laughs> yeah. uh, but be sure to drive. There's a mountain road that goes up to a village called La Turbie. It's the oldest mountain uh, hill climb race course in the world. And the views are great, uh, but unfortunately, it's also the road where Princess Grace was killed in the 50s, I believe it was. Yeah, and there's a great uh, Roman statue, Roman uh, war uh, statue, uh, um, you know, when Caesar conquered that part of the world right up there in La Turbia, as I recall, too. Okay, ah. it, but all along the coastal road, too, there's stuff, isn't there? Right. Right, if you head south uh, toward Nice, you'll come to Bolo, Bellio, I guess it is, or Mare, it's a seaside village. I think that it's Baloo. Like, I've always heard it Baloo, but I don't know. I don't Baloo, speak French. Baloo, that sounds good. <laughs> Baloo sur mer, by the sea, is it, right? Uh, but anyway, it, was, it attracted royalty and Count Tolstoy, Gustav Eiffel, who built the tower in uh, Paris, and uh, New York Herald publisher James Gordon Bennett, who's he used to work on his yacht and um, lit $100 cigars, lit, yeah, lit, lit cigars with $100 bills in, in Nice. What? And he also financed the Gordon Bennett races, which are the precursor to today's Formula One circuit. And in fact, if you plan ahead, you might be able to stay at his house, which is on the ocean there. It's called Villa Nemona, if I That's pronounce in, that right. He lit cigars with $100 bills. We've only got a minute left, Dennis. Let's skip to a third place. Okay, you know, I know Germany's famous for its cars. Where do I go? I would go to Munich, uh, especially if you like BMWs. It's a fun town, especially during Oktoberfest. Sure. And the city's not far from the Alps. Uh, BMW still makes three series cars there, and the BMW Wilt Complex, which is the factory, the museum, and uh, they do um, cultural things like jazz concerts. It's the number one uh, attraction in Germany right now. Unbelievable. And, and, and Hitler met Eva Brown in Munich, and you said you can see the house where he provided yep. her, and she garaged her Mercedes there, and she also had a convertible that she kept in Birch's Garden. Convertible Mercedes and uh, one of the early Volkswagens. All right. Yep. Now, you've convinced me you've done massive research. We've only got 10 seconds left. How do I get access to the CD so I can learn more? Well, you can uh, get me at www.burnsidepub.com or just do a search for... Do a search for Searching for Speed, which is the title I've given the uh, CD. Terrific. Burnside is B-U-R-N-S-I-D. Burnsidepub.com. Thanks, Dennis. Whoop. Rudy Max's World phone lines are open now, so call us at 800-387-8025. We'll be back after these messages. The telephone number to call the program is 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or visit the show online at RudyMaxa.com. Here again is Rudy Maxa. And if you hear something in the course of the show that you'd like to hear again or you'd like to send it to a friend that who might uh, find it interesting or useful, um, by Monday, podcasts of both of the hours of Rudy Maxa's world are posted at RudyMaxa.com. Uh, you'll see a names of the guests in each hour they're divided into hour one and hour two and you can just forward that to uh, uh to someone you think might find something that we talked about today of interest and you can uh if you go to if you're a facebook person you can certainly go to my fan page at rudy maxa tv show i 
know, I know, they didn't have a category for radio show when I signed it up. Uh, but anyway, um, we're we're trying to get up to 3,000 people liking me. That's not too much to ask, is it? I don't think so, my goodness. And uh, numbers have been gr- growing quite nicely. I appreciate your help. So while you're there, you can pick up some maybe useful information. I put deals and other things there. At any rate, let's check a couple of news items. I'll do my deals of the week. Well, for a while at least, forget about touring the White House on your next visit to the nation's capital. The White House announced this week that due to the sequestration budget cuts of last weekend, tours have been canceled due to staffing reductions. It's effective this weekend. Capitol staffers, for their part, are going to have to stop using the building's west front entrance because it's closing this week to save money. Now, I warned you about several planned days of strikes by employees of Spain's national carrier Iberia Airlines. And last Tuesday, Iberia had to cancel 315 flights for lack of staff. Employees are protesting a decision by the company, which happens to, by the way, also own British Airways, uh, their decision to cut 3,800 jobs, not making people happy. Protesters at Spanish airports struck a decidedly anti-British tone, carrying placards reading, among other things, British, go home. You should be aware, if you're headed to Spain or flying Iberia, that there's another strike planned for March 18th through March 22nd. March 18th through March 22nd. That first walkout uh, in February cost the airline nearly $4 million a day in lost revenue. Okay, let's do a couple deals here. i got a lot today. That's the official deal of the week cash register. Well, it's the season when rental car companies have to get a lot of their inventory, that would be cars, uh, from warm states in the United States back to where they'll need them during the, during the spring, uh, summer, and fall the most. That means great deals if you can find a reason or have a reason to drive from Florida up to the northeast or from Arizona to other western states, especially California. You know, in the fall, uh, rental car companies go the opposite direction. Now they've got to get them back up or over. So, example... Hertz from Florida will rent you a car for $18 a day, $30 for vans. If you're renting in Arizona, Hertz will give you a car for $18 a day, or tw- between $18 and $21, and between $25 and $40 for SUVs. Now, here's the window of opportunity. Rent from April to the end of May, and you can rent for as long as 21 days or as short as one day. Now, the prices at, the comp- at Hertz's competition are all about the same. Um, and April to the end of May is the general tr- time frame when most rental car companies offer this opportunity, but some difference differ slightly. For example, uh, Avis's window is only March 25th to April 31st. Budget will only let you keep that low rate for seven days as opposed to 21 by Hertz. So shop around and compare. But if you're uh, if that works for you budget-wise, you want to fly one way to one place and drive back and save some money or, or have a more leisurely trip back and stop by and see all your college, old college friends or high school friends, well, then there you go. Now, to commemorate the beginning of uh, service uh, by a new Airbus A380 this fall between L.A. and London, British Airways is offering you a break on tickets. Now, you don't have to fly that A380. British Airways has other planes flying between L.A. and London, but th- so they're extending the sale to all London, L.A. flights this fall. So here are the details. You can travel between October 15th through January 4th in business class for $3,800 round trip. That's a huge bargain, trust me. It's more normally closer to 6000 So business class, October 15th through June 4th for 3800 If you're flying coach, it's only $830 round trip. That's not bad from Los Angeles. In fact, it's very good. And those dates are October 15th through the temp- December 13th, so mid-October to mid-December, and then again January 7th through March 7th. So it's a pretty big window, uh, $830 in coach. And if you want to fly premium economy, it's a pretty good price, too, at only $1,380 round trip. $1,380 round trip, and the times you can fly are the same as those buying a coach ticket 
October 15th through December 13th, and again, January 7th through March 7th. So if you've got plans to fly out of L.A. to London uh, between mid-October and any time through December and January and March, depending on the categories of tickets you buy, check it out. And again, these fares are good on all of British Airways L.A. to London flights, not just the one aboard the three A380. But if you do want to fly the new A380, be sure to uh, make sure your flight is going to be one of the A380s. Again, they start in the fall. Lufthansa launched a business class sale with very few bargains except one, except one that our eagle-eyed friend uh, Joe Brancatelli caught. Here's the one that's a deal on Lufthansa, business class. Dallas-Fort Worth to Madrid, Spain, round trip, less than $1,600. It's ridiculous. It's a ridiculous price, and that's the only one. Joe says he has no idea. Joe says he has no idea why of all the uh, the business class fares that Lufthansa say are on sale, quote-unquote, this is the only one that's attractive. Dallas-Fort Worth to Madrid. It's good for travel from May 15th to August 31st. So we're talking summer, basically. Business travel from D DFW to Madrid for $1,600. So even if you don't, you don't live in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, it might be worth it just to hop over to Dallas-Fort Worth and fly in business class all the way to Madrid. However, you got a book by the last day of this month, by March 31st. All right, those are my deals this week. I'll have more in the next hour. If your station is leaving us after this first hour, it hurts me. It just hurts me. It hurts me. But so few of you are that I'm delighted to say most will be back. We're going to take about a six-minute break for local news and some spots. And there's more Rudy Max of the world coming up. Fasten your seatbelts. You've been listening to Rudy Max's World. And as always, you're hearing must-hear radio on the SSI Radio Network.